Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Elevens Podcast. My name's Ben. And I'm Jude. And today, we're doing another fun little list type of episode uh, where we're going to talk about the cars that we've owned, uh, what we liked about them, what it's like owning the cars that we currently have. And then we're going to get into a list of what cars we would realistically look to buy in the very near future, um, which is going to be a very interesting discussion, I think. Uh, Last week's episode was a little bit more aspirational, right? We did our top five cars that we couldn't live without, but we had to live with them forever, right? Mm -hmm. So there were some expensive cars on that list. I mean, I was in the millions, right? (laughs) So there's that. Yeah. Um, But today is going to be a little bit more grounded, a little more down to earth, and way more attainable and accessible. So... Uh, let's kick off with the cars that we've had in the past leading up to the cars that we currently have. Ben, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I also, I did want to touch a little bit on the previous episode. Uh, okay. If you haven't listened to it, you definitely should. I'm having some regrets. <laughs> Are you? A little bit. I uh, Already? I know. I it's know. been a week. I know. <laughs> and I'm sure with this list of cars that we're about to go over, we're probably going to say the same thing next week. We're like, oh, well, maybe I should have added this car or this car or whatever. I have um, no regrets. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what? Maybe I should just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you regret? What do you want to uh, What do you want to talk about? I think I, I mentioned it at the very end of the episode, but I just... I think I'd swap the 675 for a P1. Really? Yeah. Okay. You... Yeah. I just, I think maybe maybe it was killing me that I needed to have, like, there was no budget cap. So, right. for, like, why not go to the top, I guess? Oh, well, yeah. Do you think, like, do you think that the P1 is the ultimate version of the 670? Actually, no, that's, that's basically what it is, right? That's... Yeah, and it's more, yeah. more comfortable, probably, like day-to-day doesn't have as much storage but no but anyway okay that's an interesting thought is that the only one that you regret that's the only one that i'm really thinking about okay yeah i will say after we stopped recording i went back and forth for like a couple days on my uh amg 65 versus ferrari 812 Mm -hmm. question you know like a day or two later i was like oh man i should have picked the 812 and then a day or two later, then I'm like, no, no, the AMG just makes way more sense. And I, don't, I made the right choice. And now, I don't know. I'm still not sure. <laughs> I'll go back and forth for the rest of my life until I die, I guess. I'll forever regret that one thing. Right. <laughs> but I, I think I'm good with all my other cars on my list. I don't know about you. Yeah. No, I think I am too. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about, please go back to the previous episode called Five Cars We Can't Live Without. It was a good episode. Definitely. Give it a listen. Um, but moving forward to this episode, um, so I guess I'll, I'll go over the cars that I have owned in the yeah. past. Um, so for those of you listening that might not know me, I'm 22 years old, so I haven't had very many cars. You, but you've had you've had many, many cars. And oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you have quite the collection for a 22-year-old, right? Sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Um, considering two of the cars of the three were given to me. <laughs> um, so my first car was a 2007 Honda Civic with 230-ish thousand miles on it. Um, I got it when I was 16 years old. I really liked the car. It was nothing special. It's just a Civic. Um, I liked it more than the current car that I have, which I'll get to in a second. Um, 
but I drove that up until 2019, 18 or 19, um, when some lady plowed into the back of my car. Yeah. <laughs> so that was unfortunate. But that's the only way to kill a Civic. It is. It is. I had 600, 600, 200, oh my God. <laughs> 268. Thousand miles on it. Well done. Yeah, so uh, I was really disappointed that I couldn't get it to three hundred thousand. Sedan or coupe? It was a sedan. Sedan, so FA five yep. generation. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our local Civic nerd. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was dark blue with uh, gray cloth interior. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really liked that car. I, I do miss it actually. If you're listening and you don't know what that looks like, that's. That was a pretty big overhaul for the Civic, right? That generation. Uh, it became a little bit more rounded and bubbly, mm-hmm. but way nicer to drive. Like, it was a much more refined car than the previous generation, which was, like, more compact. Like, they went from subcompact to compact, basically. Like, it went up a size yeah. for that generation. Yeah. Um, it had, like, the split uh, instrument cluster, right? So you had your digital speedometer up top. I actually love that about that car. Yeah, the and then you had your tack in the middle where you... Uh, instrument cluster typically would be in a regular car, right? Yeah. Wasn't that cool? That was cool. I do miss that about that car. Everybody that like rode in that car loved that part of it. Yeah. Um, the speakers died at one point, so I had my JBL on the dashboard for <laughs> the second half of my ownership. Yeah. Um, and another funny story about that car, actually, it was there was a recall on the the engine blocks. Some of them would crack. Okay. Uh, and mine actually did towards the end. So really? under warranty, we got the engine block replaced along with the AC unit. Oh my god! Um, and we thought like, oh well, this is great. It's a Civic with a brand new motor. It's gonna last another three hundred thousand miles. And that's crazy. It didn't because I got <laughs> rear-ended. But, um, oh, that's a shame. I know. Yeah, I do mess that car. Um, Jude, what was your first car? Um, my first car. Well, I I got to talk about my Camaro that. Technically, was my first car. Okay. But it never actually ran. Oh. So, didn't actually drive it. Um, you never it, drove it? No. I rode in it because it was my mom's car when I was a kid. So, she bought that car when I was in... Oh, man. It had to be either sixth... Yeah, it had to be sixth grade. She bought that car from a really, really like elderly couple in town. And it was baby blue... It wasn't a V8, it was an inline six, and it was an automatic, but it still made all the muscle car like blub, 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 blub noises, you know? <laughs> what year was it? It was a 79. Oh, okay. Sorry, so I should have mentioned that. Wait, it was so a 1979 Camaro. Was that before they went into the like really boxy look? Yeah, it was just before. Just before, gotcha. Uh, that's the Camaro from the Transformer movie. Oh, okay. The, so the very yeah, first yeah, Transformers yeah, yeah. movie, that first yellow old Camaro, that's that generation. Okay. Yeah. That was a cool car. That is cool. Uh, while my mom was driving it, it overheated, so it kind of broke down. She had it towed, and then it never ran again. But when I got my license, she's like, "Hey, you can have the car. Uh, just you know, do whatever you want with it. Get it running. Sell it. Whatever you want." Mm-hmm. Um, so my cousin and I started working on it, as in like we started taking things apart and cleaning things out. We just didn't get very far and I ended up selling it to a guy who chopped it in half I was so sad (laughs) he needed the front end for another project car that he had there was a Camaro and this one was perfect so he cut the car in half and I don't remember what he paid me for it but they came and got it and I split the money with my mom Um, 
Yeah. That's sad. Never got to drive it. I know. I tried. I just, you know, didn't put enough effort, I guess, into getting it running. I guess I could have paid somebody because, like, overall, it was still in decent shape. It just didn't run. But yeah. it did sit for a few years. Like, we had it towed uh, to, like, I think it sat at three total houses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, we would move and my mom would just have it towed to the next house basically oh okay yeah and it just kind of sat and sat and sat and just never got it running kind of sad but that car was cool i was it was so cool getting picked up and dropped off from school in it i bet yeah yeah all the kids were like wait that's your mom oh you got a cool (laughs) mom and when you're like in sixth grade it's like yeah i got a cool mom and a muscle car but she she always told me like she liked driving it but people would try to just race her and stuff as she was trying to bring her kids to school. So, yeah, that wasn't a great time for her. Uh, but she only had, you know, more normal cars after that. That was her kind of fun experiment with a muscle car. So that that was technically my first one. Okay. Does that it count? Drove. We'll <laughs> count it, but okay. let's move on to the next one that you actually used and drove. Oh, my turn again? Yeah, why not? Okay, so the next car I had, I went from a baby blue Chevy Camaro to a baby blue... Chevy Caprice. <laughs> it was a 1991 V8. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was a five liter. I don't remember what they had. It was it was the big. It was a V8. Mm-hmm. That was my grandpa's car. Okay. So I inherited that, and that was the first car that I actually owned that was on the road. Um, it it didn't make it through the winter, so <laughs> it's it was just a big boat of a car. Big engine, lots of power, rear-wheel drive. And this is like 2005, right? And it's a 91, so it's already pretty old. Yeah. Um, And, you know, driving it through the winter was kind of tough. Like, I spent more time going sideways than forwards. Sometimes that's fun. It was fun, but it was also scary. (laughs) I would, like, I wouldn't be able to get it all the way home. So I would just kind of like get as far as I could until it slid off the road into a, a snowbank. And then I would just leave it and walk home. And then the next morning I would go get it. And one time I actually couldn't pull it back out of the snow. And I'm like, I guess I'm buying AAA. So I went home, walked home, signed up for AAA, and then called a tow truck. And they came to get it and brought it home <laughs> Like as soon as I opened the policy. So that, that worked out. Wow. Um, that car ended up dying in the mall. I worked at the mall right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it died in the mall parking lot. The transmission went. And that was it. And that was it. And it would go into neutral. So like for a couple of weeks, we would go back and kind of push it around the mall parking lot. So it looked like it was moving. <laughs> and then for like two days, we didn't go back and push it around. And it ended up getting towed. Like, you know, because... It was just sitting there. Right. Uh, so I ended up junking it. I made like $300 or something. But yeah, that was the first car I actually owned and drove. Wow. Was a Baby Blue a thing in your family? Um, baby Blue Chevys? That, those were the only two that I can think of. Actually, no, hold on a second. My mom had a Nova. <laughs> My mom had a Nova in the 90s. I don't remember what color that was, though. Hmm. Was it gray? Yeah, it was gray. It wasn't Baby Blue. Never mind. Almost. Almost. Not quite. Yeah. Yeah. What is your next one? My next car is my current car. Uh, another inherited car is a 2004 Toyota Camry. Yeah. It's in white with a tan cloth interior with only a hundred and... It was like in the 120s, 120-ish thousand miles. 
So it's new. Basically. Yeah, it's basically and driven new. by an old lady, my Nana. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And literally, <laughs> literally garage. I thought you were going to say you were, you drive like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that car, I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a choice. No. <laughs> <laughs> no one's taking their 2004 Camry to the Autobahn. I'm sorry. No. No. Um, yeah, but bulletproof car. Yep. Super practical. As the Honda was, Toyota's bulletproof, um, like it had 120,000 miles, so it's, like you said, like new. Yeah. Interior is mint. The exterior isn't perfect. It's got some dings and yeah. whatever, but I don't really care. Yeah. Um, both cars that I've had, the, the Honda and the Toyota, I've had so many memories of just like doing handbrake turns in the wintertime <laughs> in the parking lots. <laughs> like when I, I used to work at Panera and I'd do that like every time there was ice on the road yeah on the way home it was like a five minute commute for me from panera to home so i would just drift the whole way oh my god (laughs) that's funny yeah um cool but yeah that's what i've i've driven since 2019 ish till now so got it um yeah it's it's not a fun car it's not something that i enjoy driving but it's a money saver that's really all it is for me the best part about it, though, is as long as somebody doesn't rear end you like they did with the Civic, right? You you can give this to your grandchildren. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got it from your grandma, right, yeah. Nana, right? And yeah. then you can give it to your grandchildren eventually one day. Yeah, there you go. It's a good theory. That's yeah. Toyota's for it's a good you. Plan. What was that meme? It was like Toyota issues a recall for Toyota Camrys because otherwise people would just keep driving them and yeah. never trade them in. Yeah. yeah, I think they actually like that was a problem. A few years back, they just like their owners didn't need to upgrade because the, the cars weren't breaking. Oh man, yeah, that and like the average Toyota buyer's age is like 60. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. they need some fresh blood. Yeah, um, I think they're bringing it in with the their with new, the new GR Corolla. department. The, the GR department, they're doing a yeah. lot with they, that. Yeah, the performance cars. Yeah, I kind of hope you, I, I don't know, we're gonna get into future cars, but I kind of would like to see you in one of those new Corollas. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. A little sneak peek for the next five minutes. I don't yeah. Know. So, um, what was your next car? So, after the Caprice died, yes. what was next? Uh, that was like the catalyst for me to move out of the house, actually. So, I was 17 years old. Okay. That car died, and I crashed at my uncle's house. And then Not it just the like, car, you just crashed. No, I, like, cra- <laughs> like, I slept on his couch. Right. Uh, and then I never went back home. Like, I went back home to get my stuff, basically, oh. eventually. But that was like how I moved out of the house, basically. Um, my next car, my uncle actually helped me buy. Um, he threw the Russian grapevine. There was a there was a Russian guy selling a uh, 2001 Mitsubishi Mirage. Ooh. Okay. He it had been in a wreck, of course. It had rolled over in the wreck, so like the roof was never quite right. Uh-huh. But this Russian guy bought it from the auction, fixed it up, and then he sold it, and I bought it. Right. Um, it was dark blue, not baby blue. <laughs> um, but that was the card that like I learned a lot about cars with, you know. Um, Were you into cars at that point? I was. I liked cars, but that helped me get into cars. Okay. If that makes sense, right? Having something like that that I can mess around with and you know do modifications on and just make stupid decisions. I made so many stupid decisions with that car. It, I set it on fire at one point. Um, so I learned on how purpose? to. No, um, I had a. I was like playing around with all kinds of like crazy ways to do like cold air intakes. Okay. 
So I, I bought one, right? And it was great, and it made the car sound really loud. It was still really slow, because it's a little four-cylinder Mitsubishi, right? And this isn't like a cool, like, Eclipse or something. You know, it's not an Evo. Mm-hmm. Even though that generation in Japan, those Evos were based on this car. But they're completely different cars, right? Not even close. Yeah. But it didn't prevent 17-year-old me from dreaming, right? And I was like, oh, I can make this look like an Evo. Anyway... <laughs> It sounded like, you know, it was making 300 horsepower when it was really like 130 or whatever it was. <laughs> um, so I had, you know, done a cold air intake. And I'm like, that's not enough. I'm going to like do some kind of cool fab stuff. So I went to AutoZone and bought all those custom like pipe, the elbow shaped ones and stuff. And had two K&N filters. So I had to like go down into the front bumper and like there was like a filter on each side and whatever. Um, but... To do that, to make enough room, I had to like slightly shift the battery over and the metal kind of retaining bar thing that holds the battery down moved while I was driving and it made contact with the battery terminal. (laughs) So like for a day, like I was like losing power as I'm driving. I'm like, what is going on? Like the lights were flickering and stuff and I'm just like, ugh. And I was kind of stressed out at that time about something else too. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to go for a late night drive or whatever. So I left my, uh, this is my girlfriend at the time, my ex-girlfriend now, right? I left her house um, and the car, like I made it halfway down the block and the car just died. Smoke started pouring out from underneath the, uh, the hood. And I'm like, oh my God, what is <laughs> happening? So I pop and of course it's, there, there's a fire. It's on fire. Like all, it was on fire yeah. uh, underneath. And um, so we, uh, you know, I called my uh, ex's brother who was really into cars. He actually worked for a car dealership at the time and stuff like that. So he ran out of this house like barefoot or whatever to help me put out this fire. It's electric fire, electrical fire in a car, right? Yeah. Whatever. Um, so yeah, I couldn't drive it for like a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. I had to, I learned how to redo all the wiring underneath the hood. Cause that's what I had to do. All the wiring was like melted into a big clump of rubber. Oh, fun. Right. So I cleaned all that out, cleaned all the ball, the wiring, like redid it. And, and it was good from then on until the next time I broke it. Um, but that was a cool car. It was, it was all banged up. I kept crashing it. Like, all the I mean, time. Early cars is kind of what they're for, right? Yeah. I got crashed into once. A guy, like, we were driving on the road. He turned into me and whatever. So there's that. Um, but I did I did crash it quite a bit. So, like, the, the headlights were a separate module from, like, the turn signals, the corner lights, right? They were separate pieces. And one of them w- would never fit quite right. So as I'm driving, it would, like, pop out and kind of, like, dongle there like a loose <laughs> eyeball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... My uncle at one point said, like, oh, you know what people do sometimes is they um, they take their catalytic converters and they punch a hole through them, right? So it it becomes, like, high flow. Like, I understand this now, you know, high flow or whatever, the catalytic converter cuts down power. I'm like, huh, put a hole in the catalytic converter. So I literally drilled a hole through the catalytic converter, <laughs> and it sounded like a lawnmower. <laughs> so there was that. Oh, man. I can't even think. I, I put, like, stupid size, like, 19-inch rims on it at one point that I borrowed from my buddy. And the, the car was, it's like, little tiny subcompact car and, like, huge wheels that were rubbing. And they were, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was bad. Pulled over so many times. Lots of really fond memories there. Drove it everywhere. Drove it into the ground. And then I sold it and I made money. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. 
I guess all those mods really did you good. At that point, the, it barely even ran. The, it had a, a, a leaky head gasket, so it was misfiring like crazy. There was oil leaking and, and all kinds of stuff. And somebody bought, like, I put it online and I sold it the same day. Like, people were ringing my phone off the hook, and I, I was thinking, oh man, I should have not sold it or like sold it for listed it for way more because yeah. like people showed up to buy and like, oh, we can't believe it's so cheap. I'm like, oh, that's not what I want to hear right now. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. Love that car. Lots yeah. of fun memories. Not a good car. It was a piece of junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of uh, a buddy of mine had a Mitsubishi Galant. Yeah. Um, and he told me that he he did some similar stuff. He's not like really a car guy per se, but you know he, he appreciates cars, and it was one of his first. And uh, he sort of did some AutoZone specials oh, to man. it, you know, like the stick-on uh, hood scoop. And oh, I never did that. Spray-painted the wheels black. <laughs> nice. Um, but he, he told me that um, the second he painted those wheels black, he got pulled over, like, all the time. Really? Yeah. And when he switched them back, he, the issue was solved. Silver wheels for the win. Yeah, silver wheels. Huh. Did he oh, ever have nice. neon lights? Uh, yeah, I think he did get pulled over. He had like lights on his exhaust tip. Oh, no. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing because I can relate, not because I'm making fun of him. Yeah, that's so, hilarious. Did you did you find that at all? Like whatever you did to the car made it things worse with like drawing attention to cops or anything? Um, I got pulled over in it all the time, but that's just because I was an idiot, not necessarily because <laughs> of the car itself. Um, I don't know. Yeah. When I had that exhaust leak, I got pulled over for aftermarket exhaust, mm-hmm. which is dumb, right? Yeah. So I, you know, went to the store and I fixed the problem and I got new gaskets and stuff. And then I went to, the, you know, I got pulled because, you know, whatever. I had my court appearance or whatever and I had my receipts. I'm like, look, it, the exhaust was just broken. Here are all the parts that I bought to fix it. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. there's things like that. I don't know. At one time I got pulled over for going... Oh man, what was it like? One oh five, one ten, something like that, in a fifty-five, with my cousins and my ex-girlfriend in the car, mm-hmm. and the car. It was like nine oh five p.m. or something like that in, in Western Massachusetts, so not a lot going on, right? Um, and the cops like just berating me, you know, reckless driving. I can have your license. I'll tow your car, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so so screwed. And then he looks in the back seat at you know my friends who are with me, and like they're like, you trust this kid to drive this car? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, why are you going so fast? I'm like, well, their their bedtime's at nine o'clock, and my uncle's really strict, so I'm trying to get them home. And he's like, oh, well, it's nine o five. I said, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, there's so much, so much with that car. So many oh. stories. I could like we could do a whole episode just for that car. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's funny. Um, can we talk about your interesting car that you have now? Sure. Yeah. This so, is like the whole point of this episode is because I wanted Ben to talk about his car. So <laughs> this one. So let's let's get to this. Sure. Um, so my car that I bought last year. It, I've lost all track mm-hmm. of time since uh, 2020. It's um, last year. Yeah, last year I bought a 1990 BMW 3 Series, a 325 convertible. So it's an E30 generation, the first generation really of the 3 Series. Um, inline six makes 180 ish horsepower. <laughs> it's not fast. That's not the point. It's not fast. Um, five speed manual, uh, soft top. Um, it's Calypso red with tan leather interior. It's got the limited slip diff, uh, bottle cap wheels, 
Um, I bought it. So I, I've been looking around at that point for a while for some kind of a project car. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I think I think I landed on the E30 because it's the simplest of the BMWs. Like okay. going forward from that, it seemed like there was a lot of BMW issues, and you know BMW owners that are listening might be able to um, sympathize with that. Um, because there, I know going from like the E36 forward, they went to like plastic piping for the coolant and that always cracks and always leaks. Yep. Um, the E36 and forward, like the M3s had the Vanos yeah. systems, which are a nightmare. Um, so, you know, I, I just always read that the E30s were kind of bulletproof. So that was what sort of drew me to them. Also the price point, like I picked mine up for under $5,000. Yeah. Like, you know, it just just pay cash for it, and you know whatever happens happens. So yeah, um, that was kind of why I really liked the E30. Um, I'd been looking around for a long time, and I finally found this one in New Jersey on Facebook Marketplace. Um, and I I feel like I kind of moved a little too quick on it because <laughs> <laughs> when it showed up, obviously I was really excited, but I was like, wow, it kind of needs a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love the car. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. It's it's my baby. What what do your like? What does it actually need? You know, because it, it's a project. It is a project. And when it showed up, you said that oh, maybe it needs more than I thought, right? What does it actually need? Yeah. So going into it, I knew that the interior needed redoing. The driver's seat has some tears in it, and the some of the other seats do too. And honestly, I should just have the the carpet redone too. Um, so I knew that going into it. I knew it didn't have a radio unit, which was fine. I don't really need to listen to the radio while I'm driving. It's just a just a car to drive around in. Um, the top leaks, I knew that. Um, one of the things that I didn't really know going into it was that the fuel tank leaked a little bit. Um, now, it does leak currently still. Um, so <laughs> since I bought the car, I've been driving it around with a fuel tank leak. Uh, and that sounds really bad, but if you don't fill the tank up all the way, it doesn't smell. So that's kind of... <laughs> How is, that's not a solution. It is, it is. It's been a solution for the past oh year and a half. Um, so you, you hear like the phrase, oh, you're just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. That's not even putting a Band-Aid on no, the problem. No, it's just like not looking at the, <laughs> the wound. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, that's... I think that's the biggest thing that really needs to be done. Like... The, the car runs and drives and there's no rust. So like those were the things that I really cared about. So I can drive it, you know, it's not gonna break down on me. Um, hopefully it doesn't Unless catch all the fuel fire. Unless all the fuel fire, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so now I'm, I'm looking for a shop to use over the winter to maybe get that done. Yep. Um, I've been to a couple of shops to try to get that done and I know it's just gonna be expensive because it's an old car. Shops don't really know what they're getting into until they see the car. And with old cars like that, once you start taking things apart, things start breaking because it's old. Yep. Um, and it makes sense when you go that deep to replace a fuel tank to start replacing other things while you're in there. Right. Um, so a lot of the shops that I've been to, I, I like them, but like labor's a lot of money, man. Yeah. So if I can save money doing it myself, I'll do that. I just need to find a space to do it. So. So you have a really good starting point, but obviously, you know, anything like that's a bit of a challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just really want you to put those like 
kind of heritage old school looking seats in it that we were looking at you yeah know what I mean? like old like sparco ricaro type things but that look like they're period correct you yeah know? Those, those would cool. be cool get a blau punked radio yeah yeah that's definitely on the list um for, as, as far as the seats go i'm i go back and forth all the time on what i want to do with them if i want to just do original just tan leather if i want to do some sort of cloth inserts with the tan maybe like tan houndstooth um or like some kind of contrast stitch. Yeah. I don't want to go crazy. No. But, like, I don't know. Something to make it my own. But either way, you want it to look appropriate for the car. Yeah. Right? Like, the Sparkos, like, they're cool. But I feel like that would only really work in a coupe. Because okay. it's sort of like a track vibe. Sure. With the Sparkos. And it's a convertible. So it's yeah. more like a touring type thing. That makes sense. Yeah. And I already got, like, I love those seats. It's got the sports seats. They're yeah. bolstered enough. You've so. talked a lot about wheels, right? At least between you and me, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's so it's got the bottle caps. They're fourteen inch wheels, which are tiny. Um, it needs new tires, and that's been a problem because everywhere I look, nobody seems to have the right size tires. Nobody seems to make fourteen inch tires anymore. Yeah. So I'm thinking about maybe getting new wheels that are sure. bigger that'll probably handle and track better. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what I want to get. And then the more I drive it with the bottle caps, the more the bottle caps grow on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I might get the bottle caps refinished and just keep them because I, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you planning on holding on to the car for a while? I think so. I, I think, like I said, I, I jumped into the car a little too quick. Like if I could go back, I probably would have waited to try to find a nicer example like the more i have this car i love the car but if i could go back i'd rather have something that's less of a project okay you know like like i said all the important things are there so i can drive it and enjoy it um but i don't know I, you, you know. would you have like hindsight's 2020 right whatever right so looking back now would you have spent more money to find one that's a nicer example that doesn't necessarily need as much work for the interior, you know, the stuff yeah. like the leaky fuel tank. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, seeing what I bought the car for and how much I c I'm going to need to put into it to make it look as new as I want it. Right. If I were to go back and buy something that was already like that, I would have spent less than what I probably am about to. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, okay. Yeah. All right, so, once you factor in labor and everything else. Yeah, I think okay. I think usually you're better off buying something that's already been completed than doing the work yourself. Okay. That's, that's what I think. Okay. If you're really skilled and have all the tools already, then maybe it's a different story. But mm -hmm. for me, I don't have a garage, mm -hmm. so that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, to answer your question, I... Plan on keeping it for a little while, at least a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Is it for sale? For the right price. <laughs> <laughs> for the right price. Uh, Ben's Instagram's in the show notes. Hit him up if you're interested in getting a, a, an E30 convertible. Yeah. Um, so that's may or fun. may not explode. Yeah. May <laughs> combust. Yeah. Um, I like the car for what it's worth. Like I'm, you know, I'm kind of happy you bought it. Um, I get to. You know, watch you play with it and, and have fun with it and stuff. And um, I, I do hope that you keep it for a little while. But it, it would be nice for those things to be taken care of, you know, yeah. sooner rather than later. Especially maybe some of the more safety related yeah, things. Definitely. You know? Yeah. But, the you know, the, the more I just, like, 
focus on those things that need to be done, the more it kind of stresses me out. But then I drive it and I'm like, oh, like this is why yeah. I still have this car because I yeah. really enjoy it. It's yeah. so much fun to just roll through the gears and like being on throttle through a corner in that car is mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's so interesting to me that somebody in their early 20s like yourself like likes a car of this era and gets joy out of driving it where you know when i was your age i was you know i was driving japanese cars that i was trying to make you know stupid loud noises with you know what i mean so i would have in my early 20s i I had no interest in like an e30 or anything remotely close to that anything like vintage or older or anything like that so yeah i don't know i like it now you know 10 plus years later you know now that i'm in my 30s i'm looking back oh man like you know those cars are so cool i love them but you know it's just interesting to me with like you're kind of an old soul i was just i was actually i was thinking that exact term before you said i kind of have an old soul i go to bed early (laughs) you go to bed early do you like walks i do like walks how do you feel about prunes prunes (laughs) what are those (laughs) yeah it's good for your digestion right sure yeah Um, keeps you regular um (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share about your BMW? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I, I just I love driving it. I love having it. I know it needs a lot of work, but that's okay because I I like it. That's all that matters. Cool. So very well said. Yeah, I like that. Um, those are all of my cars. <laughs> There's all, all three. three of them. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, they're three good ones for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, I'll just run through the rest of my cars real quick as quickly as possible you can stop me at any time if you have questions yeah sure uh, until we get to the car that i currently drive so after my mirage uh i sold it um my next car was a 1999 ford ranger pickup truck that's quite a jump yeah uh, Wait, so how old are you at this point at that point i w- it would have been 2008 so i uh, 20 okay yeah Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, right? That's math. Um, 1999 Ford Ranger pickup truck that I got from my stepdad. Uh-huh. Um, rear-wheel drive, five-speed manual. Is that the first manual? That was the first manual. That's the He taught me how to drive stick on that truck. Uh, he bought a newer Ford Ranger, um, and so he gave me that to drive because I got rid of the Mirage. Um, it was great. I had a lot of fun in that, too. Really? Um, the problem that I had with that truck is the problem that literally everybody who gets a pickup truck has, where your friends end up wanting to use your pickup truck way more than you have use of the pickup truck, right? So everybody who was moving, who was hauling stuff, who had to, you know, any kind of project, hey, can I use your pickup truck? And it wasn't even a big truck. It was a little Ford Ranger, yeah, right? Yeah. And I just got it because, you know, it's a... It was a four-cylinder, and it was, you know what I mean? And it doesn't have much many of the drawbacks that a full-size pickup would have. Right, exactly. It was still really easy to drive and easy to park and stuff. Um, it, it, was, it was great because it was late 90s Ford, so, like, you know, all the interior lights were that, like, really ugly, bright green yeah. that, like, hurt your eyes way too much when you were driving at night. I like that. Um, <laughs> the shifter was, like, so loose. <laughs> like... Um, Man, I don't know how many times I, I, I it's just the grinding noises sometimes because it's again that's the, the the car that I learned on. Um, anyway, so that's the pickup truck. I sold that on Craigslist to somebody in New York. They came and got it. Whatever. Um, the car that I drove after the Ranger was a car that I actually bought before I got the Ranger, if that makes sense. Okay. So I bought 
from eBay. So that's why you sold the Rangers because you already had this. I sold the Ranger because I needed the money and the, it's a, so I got to talk about this car first. So, okay. um, it, I bought it from eBay for like three grand. Uh, it was a 2001 Mitsubishi Eclipse Ooh. GT. GT. So it was the V6. Uh, it was the third generation Eclipse. So that's when they became less Fast and the Furious and a little bit more like touring feel. Like they got heavier. They did a V6 instead of the turbo. Is that the more rounded one? No, that's like the longer one. Oh, right. Third gen. So first gen was like the wedge shape ones with the pop-up headlights on the early ones, right? Yep. Uh, second gen was Paul Walker's car in the first Fast and Furious movie, the bright green one with the big wing. Right. Uh, and then third gen was mine. Okay. That was um, that was Tyrese's car in Too Fast, Too Furious, the purple one. The purple right, Eclipse. Right. Gotcha. That was that generation. Not the best Eclipse, but I loved it. Um, that was a manual transmission. It was the premium package, so like leather interior and a four disc Infinity CD changer. Ooh, I fancy. know this is great. Uh, I bought it off of eBay. It did not run. It had a bad motor in it. Like what was bad about the motor? Just it was flooded. Wait, was it a flood title? Nope. No, motor seats though. Oh, so it was like a mechanical total or whatever. Okay. So there's that. Uh, they went through a puddle or something. Water got in the engine. Engine blew, like seized. Um, so I bought it, had my buddy truck it up from Long Island where it was. And, and then it just sat, it sat and sat and sat. My I plan for that car was, um, it had a three liter V6. You could put the 3.5 liter Mitsubishi V6 that they put in the Diamante and the Montero SUV. That V6 was plug and play into this. It was half a liter more displacement. Mm -hmm. And then the numbers that people were posting on the forums, at least when they were dining in these cars, like you got an extra 100 horsepower. Wow. Basically. Because um, you don't change anything else. Uh, you swap over the heads, which were more aggressive on the Eclipse version than from the Diamante, which is supposed to be like a comfortable full-size car, right? So you do that, and it was supposed to make like close to 300 horsepower out of the box without a tune or anything. Um, so that was the plan. And I priced them everything out. I'm like, okay, this makes perfect sense. And I'll have my, me and my buddies, we'll do the motor swap and whatever. Uh, and then by the time I got the car, I couldn't find the motor. Oh. Like I was looking at junkyards and I couldn't find one for a reasonable price or anywhere remotely close. And if I bought one online and had it shipped, it was going to be like astronomically expensive. Uh, so I kept it out of my ex-girlfriend's parents' house in their driveway up on blocks for like six months. They were... If not more, actually. Like, they were not happy about it. Uh, it. We broke up, and the car was still there. They were not happy about no. it. So, uh, me and my buddies put it back together. We, I, I ended up getting just the regular 3-liter V6 like that belongs in that car from a junkyard and whatever. So, put the car on the road after I sold the Ranger. Um, and that was a great car to drive, too. You know, manual transmission, six cylinders, so much wheel hop. Like, people talk about torque steer, right, in these front-wheel drive cars that are high power, high torque, right? You slam on the gas and it'll take you into a ditch. This car felt like you were driving a skipping stone. Under full throttle from a start, the whole front end just goes, bah, 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 bah. it was just like bouncing all the way up and down. It was so funny. Huh. Um, but yeah, that was a fun car. I uh, ended up selling that privately. Um... Because I, that, I I sold it 
after I got my first uh, job at a dealership, I worked for a Honda dealer and we took in a Civic Si and I really wanted the Civic Si. So I sold the Eclipse privately, bought the Civic Si, love that car. Same generation as your Civic. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a 2007 black on black with the red you know, accents on the seats and oh, stuff, cool. manual transmission with like the cool. metal shift knob and um, you know, the red LED instrument cluster and stuff. I love that car so much. I had so much fun in that car. I still have fond memories of it. It was great. If I can find one of those for a reasonable price, I would scoop one up in a heartbeat. I still look every now and then and they're all either like just broken too many miles or just modified into like oblivion where, you know, yeah, that, that one was stock. A clean one. If you do find a clean one, it's just like way too much money. So much money it doesn't make any sense. Anymore. It's a Civic. Yeah, which is great, but like not for that much money. Right, it's just not reasonable. Um, really, really good. It was one of my favorite cars to, to ever to drive ever. It was so much fun. Um, Did it have a metal shift knob? Metal shift knob. That's cool. Yeah, it was that's, great. That's really cool. Shortly after I bought it, um, the synchros went for gears three and four so i had to go one two five <laughs> in that amount of time yeah um but then the changing the synchros into like a, a i don't remember if it was a recall or like a technical thing or under warranty or something like that anyway whatever that was the only real problem that i had with that car i ended up getting rid of it just because i had a really long commute um we moved to the city and i had to drive through the city through traffic and everything and just the manual transmission and the super stiff suspension like my back was killing me was it my leg hurt driving that much i would drive at least an hour each direction kind of like i do now mm -hmm. drove at least an hour in each direction through the city in traffic stop and go stop and go stop and go and all the potholes and everything so it, it, it was starting to get painful um, so I traded it in and I leased a, a Kia Forte, um, nothing too special, but it kind of made sense financially. I had financed the Civic and I rolled in a bunch of negative equity into the Forte. Um, so I had a really high lease payment on it, but I liked that car. It was an EX. It was a 2014, 2014. Yeah. Had to be, but it was an automatic just a compact Kia. Mm -hmm. I worked for a Kia dealership at the time, so it made sense. It was fun. Um, and then I, I parked it because I got promoted and I ended up getting a demo. So I could drive whatever. So I drove just like a bunch of BMWs and Mercedes and stuff. And then I kept getting in trouble for driving those cars. Like, because I, I worked at Kia and I was supposed to be driving a our Kia. own brand, the Kia, right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, most of the pre-owned inventory, actually, we, you know, we sold more German luxury cars than we did Kia's. So, you know, that's what we had and that's what I drove. Anyway, um, ended up leaving for a sales job, so no more demo. So the Forte lease was coming up and I ended up getting out of that and I leased a Kia Optima, nothing special. Um, I put about a thousand miles on that car and then I got promoted again, so I parked it. <laughs> Wow. Um, because I had a demo, right? So I didn't, it was just sitting, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so I saw, actually sold that to the dealership because I was like, I'm making these lease payments for no reason and the car's just sitting. Anyway. Um, and after that, I had a Kia Soul EV. Leased that. Um, when I got that car, I didn't need a car. I still had a demo. But I was crunching the numbers and I'm like, I could basically drive for free. I could just have a, a, a car just to 
like lend out like if somebody in my family needed something or just you know to put around in or whatever yeah like at least for stupid cheap it was like 170 160 dollars a month wow and i had free charging for a long time too so i'm like this is a no-brainer i'm just gonna get this yeah um Did and you then drive that much I'm sorry? Did you drive that much? I drove that car a lot, actually, because I ended up leaving and, you know, I didn't have a demo anymore. But I'm like, hey, I already have a, a car. <laughs> this is great. And it's yeah. super cheap and a free charging and stuff. That was a, that car was a lot of fun. I did burnouts all the time just because it was so much torque. It was like little skinny front wheels. <laughs> it was great. It was like 300 pound feet of, no, 200 something pound feet of torque. Yeah. Um, an instant, right? And an EV. That yeah. was a fun car. Hmm. And now um, I have a Mercedes... Uh, E550. It's a 2007, so W211 generation. Um, it's the 5.5 liter, 382 horsepower. It's just like a, I call it my big Bertha Benz. <laughs> it's an E class, it's an old E class. It's yeah. super comfortable, like such a good ride, so nice. much power. It's like 80 miles per hour. I always say 80 miles per hour. It's a happy place. Like the speedometer, the, a needle is just straight up in the air and you just cruise. And it's so comfortable because I have a long commute. Um, and it's a really nice ride. And it's got heated and cooled seats and like all kinds of stuff that you wouldn't expect in a car that old. But, you know, that's what Mercedes was doing at the time in, in those. Um, and, you know, just short of an AMG, but that's fine. You know what I mean? I, I just get in it and I go and I'm super like calm and mellow. And I get out of it and I'm just like not stressed out at all so the complete opposite from my experience having like a similar commute in my civic you know because right. that was a lot of work and working the whole time this i'm just like you know kind of riding along you know but yeah i love that car i don't know if i'm gonna get rid of it anytime <laughs> soon i'm always looking but yeah. i don't know um needs motor mounts again <laughs> it, just, it just choose through motor mounts guys if you're looking at an old mercedes figure okay i'm gonna have to replace the motor mounts once a year yeah, I was going to say, how many have you gone through? Have you gone Just through one round. One set? Just one set, no. Okay. Which is okay. more than what normal people ever go through. Like, nobody ever goes through motor mounts in their cars, but these just, I don't know. Uh, it's, they just go, and they're known for it. I don't know. Also, it's the bad V8. If anybody knows anything about Mercedes from that era, like, those V8s are just known for just catastrophic failure out of nowhere without any warning, so... Anyway, so those are all my cars. That's enough about that. Uh, ben, uh, let's. <laughs> uh, if you're listening and you have any questions about any of the cars that we've actually owned, if you're thinking about buying one, if you're just curious, uh, hit us up on social media and ask any questions. Because you know, after owning and driving these and messing around with them, we kind of know enough. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, I know a lot about Toyotas and Hondas that don't break. <laughs> yeah, and about E30s that do. So actually, it hasn't broken. <laughs> it's run out of gas, but it hasn't broken. Um. Anyway, so that's that. Um, I would like to talk about uh, the cars that we might purchase in the next reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Um, so, Ben, what do you have on your list of cars that you would seriously consider realistically purchasing in the very near future? So, here's my problem with my current car. It's I think I've just got 100 and... So, I started with 120-ish thousand miles, right? Um, right. Now it's just over 170. Um, so I've driven it quite a bit. Um, literally no issues. I haven't spent really a dime on maintenance except for oil changes and tire <laughs> rotations. Yeah. Um, so I really love that about it and the fact that, like, you know, I don't have a car payment. 
Um, so it's basically just... That's a big plus. Yeah, yeah, it's free transportation. So I kind of would like to keep that going. Um, I feel obligated to keep the car because it's saving me so much money, but it kills me because I want some... As a car enthusiast, like, I'm driving a Camry. <laughs> I just can't... <laughs> It doesn't work for me, but like yeah. I'm also cheap, so I don't know. There's a real small part of me that wishes that it would just blow up on me. No! So, I, <laughs> so that I have to buy something more exciting. So um, your problem is the same problem that every Toyota Camry owner has, right? Yeah, exactly. You just can't get rid I of it. I want to buy something, but I can't. I just can't. You don't have a reason to. Um, so I guess to keep that going, this isn't really... I don't know if you would say this is an enthusiast car. Um, Alexis LS. Cool. Yeah. Good. I think those are cool, and I think they're really, realistically, the only car that combines the words luxury and reliability. Yeah. Because true. literally any other car that's luxury is going to cost a fortune to keep up if you can spend not a lot to buy it. Right. Cheap luxury means that, like, it's cheap for a reason. It's cheap because... Yeah. It's cheap up front, but then it's still expensive over time. Right, exactly. Um, the, the Lexus, I'm learning that there's, <laughs> um, you know, I think they are a little bit more pricey than like, you could probably get a nicer equivalent Mercedes that's of the same era for cheaper. Right. But as I said before, you're going to spend way more on maintenance. Yeah. Um, you're going to replace motor mounts, but Lexus LS, <laughs> yeah, motor mounts. Um, it's got a big V8. It's a big S-Class competitor. What much, era are right? you thinking here? Like first generation, second generation, like one of the, I don't know. How much money are you, you looking to spend on one? That that, that whole idea. Because so, it's a big spread. For, yeah, for I like I like the boxy ones. I think that's the first gen, right? Yeah. So, so those you can get around 10 grand. Yeah, that's probably take. more realistic okay. of what I would aim for. If I could, the next generation is a little kind of funky looking. A little more opinion. rounded. Yeah. There's a little more bubble yeah, Holy. but like around 2012-ish, I feel like they started to get more of that modern Lexus shape. Right. Yep. So, you know, if it's not going to be the boxy first gen, it's going to be the next, you know, jumping over okay. that middle that makes sense. generation. Cool. So, yeah, that's the first car on my list. What else? Um, <laughs> one that's, that's not quite on the reliable side, that isn't a really con- serious consideration, an E38 7 Series. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's the pretty much the same era, uh, same era as my BMW. Beautiful car. Oh, stunning, stunning proportions. It's not a, long, a practical choice at all. No, no. Well, it's practical. It's got plenty of space. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I just every time I'm like on Facebook Marketplace or Cars and Bids or whatever, I see them yeah. come across my screen. I'm like, oh, imagine that as my two car mm-hmm. solution, right? Is like my 90s E30 oh little sports God. car and then my 90s big luxury boat. That would be so perfect driver. though because then you'd be like a time capsule. I know, right? I know. And you're, you're in your early 20s too. That's the most hilarious thing for me. It's <laughs> like you're living the life of a, like a 40-year-old man from the early 90s. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, that would be my dream if I didn't care about maintenance and <laughs> all of that stuff. All right. So what else? Um, next one's another BMW moving a little bit further up in the timeline. This one would be a little more serious if I could find was an E39 5 Series with cool. the V8. Yeah. Um, you can get those with a stick. 550. Yeah, uh, the 550i. Right. Got it. Um, the M5s are too much money now. Um, they've gone yeah, way up. 
as soon as Doug DeMuro made that video. <laughs> I was going to say, thanks, Tyler Hoovey. Too. Yeah, literally. Um, but, yeah, now that the M5s are kind of out of reach or starting to be. Um, the 550s, if you can find one, because yeah. people are starting to catch on that, like, oh, like if you want an M5 but can't afford one, this is the one to get. Right. So um, if you can find a nice, clean one, that would be another serious consideration of mine. Yeah, those are super cool. Like yeah. some people that I knew... Uh, <laughs> Like in the mid two thousands, had those and I always loved them. They look so cool. Yeah, yeah, especially when they were still relatively new. Now it's, it's such like a clean you know, design and yeah. like unassuming. Yeah, you know, yeah, and legitimately a good car to drive. Yeah, yeah. I just think about that um, that commercial for the M five, the E thirty nine M five with Clive Owen, the Chase one that I oh, showed yeah. you. Oh, it was so good. It's so funny. With uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, all right. What's next? Um, let's see what else is on the list. Uh, one of your old cars, a Civic Si. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If, if I could find one at the right price, I would love to have one of those. Yeah. Um, won't dwell on that too much. Another one, <laughs> I actually have your car on my list. Um, listeners, please, uh, have Jude, like, petition to Jude to have him sell me his car. <laughs> I would... <laughs> I keep okay, so I've I've told you before. I semi seriously like offered this, and I would semi seriously sell it to you. Um, the problem is that I really need to, I need to replace the motor mounts, right? And I need to make sure that that makes this clunking noise go away. There's a clunking noise that just is. Yeah. Um, and I'm ninety nine percent sure it's the mounts. I have the mounts. I just have to. I just have to do it. Um, but it's so easy to just get in the car and just go for a cruise, like, or drive to work and stuff. And I'm just like, eh, you know, like, so I keep putting it off. Um, so if I replace the mounts and it still clunks, I don't want to sell it to somebody I know. I would rather sell it to somebody I don't know and tell them, hey, the car clunks. It's your problem now. And then I never have to hear about it again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want it to, I don't want to sell it to somebody I know whether I like them or not. For the record, I like you. So whether I like them or not, because then it's still kind of my problem, right? You yeah. know, that's that's my you thing. You still know them, and it's yeah, yeah. I get it. So there's there's a sense there. You know, I, I hate selling cars privately anyway. The ver- the last one I sold privately was that Eclipse. Everything else I've, I've either uh, you know traded or or it was a lease, so it went back to leasing company anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe I'll sell it to you. I don't know. But then I'll need to find something else too. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. We'll go through your list in a second. Um, another. I it is a good car though. <laughs> just for, I'm just going to like, I, I, know, I, I love know. it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm looking at my list with the, the cars with the V8. It'd be so nice to have a daily driver with a V8. Like It really is Every good. time you leave work and your car starts up, it's not loud, but like, no. I'm like, man, V8s are just so good. It car, it's, it's not slow. It, I don't know what it is now, you know. 15 years on because it's 2007 right but when it was new it was less than 0 to 60 was less than 5 seconds it's quick in a heavy full size car it's quick for anything really it's got like the it's got the I'm really selling my car right now it's got the sunshade it's got a moonroof it's got heated and cooled seats that actually work it's got memory everything the leather's nice and soft the leather's so good like the the materials in those really good you know even the plastics are nice and everything works like the secret dashboard thing you push a button it, it pops open there's your CD changer it's got a CD changer so cool 
Um, I was counting my speakers the other day, and I can't figure out like how many speakers I have in my Harman Kardon system. I guess I could look it up in the, the spec sheet. But I noticed there are speakers down in the footwell, like down where your feet are, yeah. too. It's like, wow, there's a million speakers in it. The audio system sounds good. It's just a really, really nice commuting car. Yeah. Not it's... cheap to fuel, but that's <laughs> that's kind of expected <laughs> with a big, heavy car with a V8. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I guess it's kind of the... Uh, E39, the, the 550i to the M5, that's the same as to the E55 AMG of sure. that generation. So, like, you know, if you don't... Like, the, the AMG car is cool, but yeah. it's rear-wheel drive and aggressive, and I don't know. I feel like the E550 kind of makes more sense. The E550, I think, makes more sense the E55, but... So, mine's an 07, and that was the first year of the E63. So, that was an oh, even right. bigger jump. And right, yeah. that E63 made way more power than like the BMW or Audis of that time anyway. But yeah. anyway, so whatever, maybe, maybe this, the next time we do this episode, maybe you'll be driving my car. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. We'll um, see. Anyway, what's next? Um, I'll buzz through a couple more. Uh, another BMW, um, an E90 uh, sedan, like a 328 cool. or 335i X. Oh, okay. Um, Those three thirty fives are really good. Yeah, generation. Like yeah, a, they uh, sound good. They're fast. You said the sedan. Yeah, yeah. Post facelift, definitely. Yep. Okay. Um, our one of the guys that works here used to have one in yeah. silver. It was really nice. Yeah. Um, I was really jealous. I, it's it's a good looking car. Yeah. And I don't know. I've always loved the three series. Clearly, yeah. I bought one. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a, yeah. That was a good generation. And those thirty fives are really good too. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, another here's one that's not really serious because of the maintenance but a Range Rover LR4 oh okay I think those are cool looking especially yeah. with the roof racks and yeah. the little ladder thing on the back we talk about that one all the time every time they drive by the dealership we always point it out to each other like ooh LR4 <laughs> yeah there seems to be a lot of them in this area too but yeah. it's like the right kind of suburban area for right. an LR4 anyway yeah, yeah. Um, and then the only other one that I could really think of was a Volvo S60R or, oh, good one. Or a V70R. Oh, wagon. man. Yeah. 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 So my wife has an S60. It's a two and a half liter turbo. So it yep. still has a five cylinder turbo. Yep. It sounds good. But the R is just like the next step and you can get it with a manual. And the wheels are cool. They've got like the R logo on them too. Yeah. They're like really flat spokes. Yeah. 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 Those are cool. Those are kind of, those are interesting. Yeah. Would you get the, the ugly like turquoise one with the, <laughs> do you know uh, what I mean? I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Maybe I'll give that to you with your baby blue theme. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. Um, um, is that it for, like... For, like, reasonable stuff. For reasonable stuff? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I, let me let me go over mine in that case. All right. Um, so I've got, I've got a problem where I'm always on Facebook Marketplace. Like, I'm in this space where, like, I could... I don't know. I love the car, the E550 that I have now, but then on the other hand, I'm like, oh man, but I kind of want something else, so I'm constantly looking. So attainable cars, the first one I got to talk about is the Maserati Gran Turismo. Yep. Um, I love that car. I know, like, in the US at least, you know, Maserati's kind of frowned upon, but... They're so good. They sound amazing. And for the money, because I just looked as you know, right before we, we hit record, you can get one for less than 30 grand with like decent miles. You can get one at somewhere in the 30s, low 40s maybe with, um, you know, with okay miles. That's in good shape. So 
and I wouldn't even need like a weird, crazy like MC thing or anything. Just give me a base one. It's, they're so pretty. They're nice to drive. Not the most practical thing to drive because they're reliability, but for the money, it's like an Italian, you know, baby Ferrari. Yeah. With the with the Ferrari engine in it. I it mean, sounds so good. Yeah. It, they're so nice. Um, so there's that. Um, I could do a Quattroporte, you know, the last one, not the current one. Um, same idea. Big Italian sedan this time, not coupe. Um, and, re- you know, really good bang for the buck. Not practical at all. But, like, we've looked at those with, like, the crazy interiors, the Neiman Marcus edition They and come stuff. in every now and then, and they're just... Yeah. I love that. There's The design is so... It's Pininfarina. Like, come on. I know it'll probably break, but that's not, that's not the point. <laughs> um, Given the choice, which would you prefer? With the Gran Turismo, the Quattroporte? Yeah. Gran Turismo. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just me in the car anyway. You know what I mean? Um, my wife really, really likes the Gran Turismo too. So, like, if we were to buy one, she would be 100% on board. She loves that car. She would... Easily, just like if I said, "Hey, by the way, we're getting Gran Turismo," she goes, "Okay, how quickly? How soon can I drive it?" You know what I mean? She she'd be way on board for that. Um, and she was always convinced that I hated Maseratis because I kept telling her, "No, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea." But secretly inside, I'm like, "Oh, I want one too." <laughs> um, so that's that's Maseratis. Um, my next one, I would do like an older, like an early mid two thousands Mercedes SL five hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not necessarily even a 63, just a 500. Yeah. Those are cool. Hardtop convertible. They still look good, you know, like 20 years on. I think all the SLs look really good. Really pretty. Um, the the most recent one that, you know, the current Gen 1, the AMG SL 63, because they're full AMG now, right? Mm-hmm. The one that just before this, like post-facelift, like the, the nose of it was a little stuck on, I thought. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but I don't think it was as classy or elegant as the older ones. That's just me. Um, but, you know, of course, if you listen to this podcast for more than half an episode, you know how I feel about Mercedes. So I got to have that <laughs> one on there. Um, Jag XJ. Like. The big sedan. The big sedan. Yeah, that's a good choice. 2004 and on, like that generation. And then even the newer ones, too. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody in my neighborhood has... This must be like a 2010 or something like that, if I had to guess. But he's got like an exhaust system on it. It's like it's black with all black windows. It looks like a British gangster. Um, again, not a good car, but I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme. Yeah. I would do a, a 2007 or newer Jag... Another one. XKR, preferably. That's nice. Those are cool. Yeah. Those are somewhere in the 20s and 30s, too. So, like, reasonably attainable. Yeah, sure. Um, And it's, you know, a British sports car. And they sound amazing and they're nice to drive. Not reliable at all. Bad car. But, you know, there's a trend here. Um, (laughs) We like bad cars here. (laughs) Completely out of left field. Um, And I was on this kick for, like, maybe a month. So, this will sound familiar to you. Okay. A 2002 or newer Range Rover. Yeah. Full size. Yeah. 
Yeah, you were looking at these on Facebook Marketplace, like literally, like you said, for like a month. You were looking at a brown one that was a green over tan one that was kind of nice. There were beige ones, million yeah. beige ones, silver. I think you're probably the only reason why I had an LR4 on my <laughs> list because I was like, ooh, LR4s too. And then I started looking. I'm like, man, they're so good. They're so, they're just so nice. I've got an LR4 right after this on this. I, I would, I would do an LR4 too. Yeah. I don't like SUVs. I don't, but I like those. My that range are just, they're yeah. just good. They're not, bad, but they're not good. reliable. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a really like good list of bad cars. Um, so that's about it for like reasonably attainable cars. But my main ones, like you know, if I had thirty thousand dollars to spend on a car and you told me I had to go buy one, I would just go get a Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. You know, ninety nine percent chances that, that that would happen. You know, and I would daily it and call out of work all the time because my car was broken. <laughs> I'm on the side of the road, I need some help. <laughs> yeah, send a flatbed. And on that note, um, now that we've covered all the bad cars that, <laughs> that I, would, I would buy, um, that's about it for today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this look into our past cars and what we liked and disliked about them and about what we would uh, seriously consider picking up in the very near future. Um, as always, if there's something that we missed or if you disagree with us or like, oh, that, no, that's terrible, let us know. Uh, hit us up on social media. Uh, send us messages. You can um, do whatever you want in order to get a hold of us and tell us how wrong we are. Basically, is what I'm <laughs> yeah, getting exactly. at. Um, you can yeah. follow us on socials at the Elevens Podcast on Instagram. Um, as Jude said, our personal Instagrams are in the show notes. This was a fun little like story time episode. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it, and we will uh, come back to you hopefully on Monday to talk about the Mexican Grand Prix and all the other drama that's happening in Formula One right now. Yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, hopefully we'll see you Monday. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.